What the fuck is up, world? We're back. Another podcast. 22 by my count. Been about a week and some change since I've seen you last. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting right back into this shit. I got a lot on my mind right now, uh, as you've hopefully grown to expect. And I'm looking forward to sharing those thoughts with you through the duration of this podcast. Allow me to continue settling in here still. For those of you who are watching along on video, for those of you who are watching along on audio, what's up, man? It's good to hear you. Good to see you. That don't make no sense. Let me try over. Because, I mean, I'm not hearing you, but you're hearing me. It's kind of weird, huh? The fact that we can even hear in the fucking first place. Like, yo, straight up, what the fuck are words? What the fuck is sound? What is language? Who gets to decide what all these things are? You know what I'm saying? We're fucking as human beings able to manipulate the acoustics of the air with our fucking vocal cords in such a way that uh, allows us to project sounds that we have culturally uh, decided among one another collectively that uh, indicates and represents certain features of reality. And if yours don't fucking coincide with mine, then ideally there's no way that we can communicate with one another. That shit is weird as fuck, right? Language, shit's crazy. Uh, so it's weird that I get to sit here and utilize my language in such a way that I get to manipulate not only the, the, the acoustics of the air anymore, but now the sound waves being filtered through the fucking stereo in such a way that I can potentially fucking give you ideas that are formulating in my head at the current moment. All right, I had a brief little technical glitch there. Coming back, though, give me a second. Make sure this shit works still. Pause. And here we go again. Now, hopefully this fucking issue has been resolved and I can get back to fucking ranting on my musings on ideas themselves. I've been talking a lot of transcendental idealism with my classes lately. For those of you who are in my classes and listening to this, you'll know exactly what the fuck it is that I'm talking about. For those of you who have never taken a philosophy class and have no idea what transcendental uh, idealism is. I suggest that you keep posted for your boy's Patreon account to fall through. And inevitably, I will teach you the exact same thing. Well, perhaps even a little bit more in detail because I won't have the constraints of time holding me back in terms of a semester through that I, uh, that I teach my students about what I, transcendental idealism is, what all the shit that I teach my students is, right? So keep an eye out for that. I promise you it's coming here shortly. You can do so by following me along on the Instagrams because I, I honestly don't fucking use the Facebook anymore, let alone the Twitter, right? Uh, I might post some shit occasionally, but Instagram, that's my shit, Doug. Probably your shit too, right? We're fucking late, uh, early millennials, bro. That's what we use. So OG underscore Ice Nice 13, follow along there and inevitably I will share with you uh, when the drop date for the Patreon account comes in, along with all the other fucking shit that I've been sharing with you, edgy, sad boy, nihilistic, absurdist memes, uh, videos of this particular podcast in its brief chunked form. You know the shit, you know the deal, right? Uh, getting back to ideas though, man. Yeah. So I had a, an idea in the time that I've had since I've uh, last given you a podcast about what it is that I want more of this podcast to become now that I'm slowly making my way away from the fucking, you know, more philosophical or uh, lecture based approach and, uh, and focusing more on my own personal thoughts, right? The grito aspect of it all. And one thing that I do want to start focusing on, at least in the beginning of the podcast, before I cut gears and switch into the actual content for the week, is just random ideas that I've been having, man. Uh, most of these ideas, inevitably, I feel comfortable sharing with you because A, why the fuck not? B, 
um, it's a good way to come back for myself personally and remind myself what it was that I've been working on for the week prior to the next podcast and see inevitably because inherently in, in that last uh, assertion rather, these are all going to be inevitable thoughts that I discuss on the podcast anyways, right? So yeah, I guess the first part of it would be this idea that I had earlier this morning on racism, bro. I know it sounds silly, but I think racism can be cured. I've said it before. Uh, I'm looking for the CEO. Of, uh, I'm looking for the CEO of racism right now. I got a fucking nice little knuckle sandwich for him to use the meme, if you will, <laughs> that's popular on the on, on the on the internet at the moment, right? Uh, but more importantly, before I find the CEO of racism, I'm finding uh, different ways in which that we can address this issue, bro. I am convinced that for the most part, racism is learned. Now, you might the evolutionary psychologist might beg to differ with me. They might come along with something that lines that we are biologically wired in such a way to uh, be uh, weary of those that look different from us because doing so has historically been in our evolutionary advantage to do so, namely because whenever somebody that came to us in the past that didn't look like us or we didn't recognize, it was usually because they wanted to fucking murder everybody and enslave and rape all the women and children, whatever the case might be, right? So from an evolutionary perspective, I can understand, I guess, to that extent, that particular argument. But at the same time, there is the competing argument that uh, much of what we've been, you know, much of the way we've been socialized is directly responsible for the way that we treat each other. So ideally that if you're socialized, even subliminally, as the whole gist of this podcast has been part of it, at least uh, through their educational uh, institutional learning facilities, for instance, to believe that people of brown or black skin are inferior or whatever the case might be, then ideally you're probably going to fucking see people, even yourself, there's that great video of the little black children who were asked to pick out the difference between a good doll and the bad doll, right? And uh, the little children who are picking out the 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 white doll always has the good doll, the doll that will trust, the doll that's least likely to break the rules and picking the fucking little black doll, despite the fact that it looks exactly like them, at least phenotypically, uh, as the one that's always uh, most likely to cause crime, the, the, the bad doll, whatever the case might be, right? That kind of shit is taught, bro. Like you could you teach that kind of shit to people via, you know, our textbooks, our histories, all the ones we get to decide upon, whatever the case might be. Anyways, that's not the reason I was thinking about it. The reason I was thinking about it is because I'm trying to take it, you know, from a different perspective. Uh, I'm not saying that those aren't important, but at the very, I, I think that that's a very fundamental layer that's been reduced to what we here now believe to be identity politics in 2019 America. The part that I was focusing on, however, is the actual people who find themselves falling victim to racist actions, bro. Um, this is going to circle into the end of the lecture. It's not going to be particularly tied in, but at the end of this podcast, I, I'm going to have to break that habit inevitably, right? Uh, at the end of this podcast, I'm going to get to a point where I start discussing the kind of people who are in control and the very fucking flawed shortcomings that they may personally have. And as because of that, what makes them believe, let alone us, that they should be qualified to be telling us what we can do, what we can read, what we can see, what we can't hear, what we can't read, what we can't see, et cetera, right? The fucking thought control, thought police, thought crime kind of shit. Uh, but anyways, before we get into their character, the character here, the people who are racist, like, yo, if we want to fucking end this racist shit, we need to fucking address the shit that's making people cling to racism. And the kind of shit that makes people cling to racism is the very kind of shit that makes people cling to drugs and alcohol and other mindless addictions that we find ourselves uh, 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 distracting ourselves, using to distract ourselves, I should say, from the 
and, and that the inherent pain that comes associated with existence. Now, when I use the word pain, I should further qualify this. And I don't mean like, I don't mean, I say it jokingly, like you might, for those of you following up on the gram, uh, you might see it and be like, God damn, here goes this fucking little edgy sad boy all over again. But realistically, giant smile behind my face the entire time because when i say pain i don't mean it in the sense like oh my god i say it like existence is suffering right but i mean it in a good way like honestly i honestly do mean it in a good way um i mean it in the way that yo um this shit is fucking weird existence is weird and most of us rather than acknowledge the weirdness inherent with it because it forces us to do things like question our mortality question what comes after life you know what i mean all that kind of shit those are very uncomfortable topics that people seek to avoid for the most part uh, that's the pain that i'm talking about why is it pain because ideally we want fucking answers we want to know for certainty and i would venture to say that even the most religious of us who believe they think they know with certainty uh, they don't. They don't. Nobody knows. Right. Uh, and that's the pain is inherent is like, fuck, dude, this may very well all be pointless and meaningless and valuelessness. Right. So instead of talking about that, give me one second, because my girlfriend's calling me at the moment. Pause. All right. And now we are coming back to the podcast. For those of you barely joining me, it's funny because in the beginning of the audio portion of the podcast, I said that I was fixing shit with the video component of the podcast, but it turns out that I wasn't, in fact, actually doing what I thought I was doing with the video portion of the podcast and thus didn't record anything on video form for the first 10 minutes. So my apologies for those of you who are watching along on video, but we're back now. Uh, hopefully now the video and the audio will be entirely up online. Listen, bro, this is DIY or die. Okay. I'm still doing this shit on my fucking own. And despite the fact that I put out 22 of these bitches, I still occasionally fucking forget shit all the time. For those of you who uh, <laughs> uh, listened to the last podcast, another thing that I forgot last time again was the, uh, the video component, right? So it seems to be a recurring theme. Anyways, back to our ideas the rantings on ideas um yeah the people who fucking have these terrible ideas that are seeking to distract themselves from the fucking uh inevitable pain of existence right i don't think you're racist bro i really don't think you're racist i think you're fucking sad and lonely i think probably you're a piece of shit if you fucking act on your racist actions no question about it but despite that fact i am a strong person I've been fortified, if you will, by 500 years of colonization. The strength that I have is only that which can come to people who have endured the hardships that my peoples before me have, right? And in the strength that I've gathered through this struggle of colonialism, I've learned to realize that the people who are the direct fucking perpetuators of colonialism, irrespective of the color of their skin in many instances, but in this particular one, the racist white people, yes, I've learned to realize that most of you all are just sad lonely fucking people and you're probably in pain and that pain is exactly what i'm talking about with the pain of existence rather than acknowledge the meaninglessness and nothingness of existence you turn around and pick try to pick at least on fucking other people because of the color of their skin because of their fucking sexual orientation their gender whatever okay as if you focusing on fucking someone's fucking uh, habits in the bedroom is going to detract from the fact that you're going to fucking die you're going to be forgotten and everything that you've done up until that point including being a racist piece of shit was all for nothing so there's that right when i say i'm gonna fucking find the ceo of racism i mean it and we're gonna start by analyzing the real cause of the racism you know what i'm saying so that is at least one thought that i was having this morning uh, that are hopefully going to build up to the inevitable podcast in the future, right? But for now, at the risk of prolonging this any further, I would like to get into the actual topic for today. 
And the topic for today is, again, as I mentioned briefly earlier, this 1984 fucking thought police bullshit thought crime nonsense. Okay. Um, I honestly, I am conflicted when it comes. I'm not conflicted. Okay. Let's, let, let's get, let's be very clear with what I'm not convicted, uh, conflicted about. I am absolutely not conflicted. Pouring myself a cup of Joe. When it comes to freedom of speech, when it comes to freedom of speech, there should be absolutely zero fucking censorship at all in any way, shape or form whatsoever. So I don't give a fuck if the person who's talking is a Nazi. In fact, I want to know if the person that's talking is a Nazi. I don't know what all these little fucking fake woke joke, progressive lefty liberal fuckheads are thinking. But personally, I like the fact that I used to be used to be, as we're going to discuss in this fucking podcast, able to go off and just find racist people online, Nazi people online, many of them here fucking in El Paso, Texas. Yeah. And I used to be able to like to know who they were. I never had to follow them. I never had to agree with them. I never had to comment them. They didn't ever fucking even knew I was following them in any way, shape or form. However, I liked having the freedom to be able to do so. Not because I myself was a sympathizer in any way, shape or form. You stupid fucking slug. Step your game up. Okay. But rather, because at least I would know who the fuck these people were. You could be shaking hands with a real fucking Nazi, not those fucking fake Nazis that the little lefty liberals have come up with, but a real actual fucking Nazi, and you wouldn't even know it. You could be going to their fucking restaurant. They could be spitting in their food, rubbing their nutsack all over your fucking meal, thinking to themselves, oh yeah, here comes this little spick boy. I'm going to spit in his shit and rub my nutsack in his fucking enchiladas, and he won't even know because ideally, I can be a Nazi entirely on my own, right? At least with the internet coming along is a very extreme example. Uh, but at least with the internet coming along, it was easy to find these people and their fucking postings. And we could say to ourselves, hey, this motherfucker, I know for a fact is a Nazi. I found it online, a privilege that wasn't available to me before and uh, to my peoples before me. Right. And because of that, I was able to actually find an outright Nazi and avoid his place of business, for instance, not silence him, because if I did silence him, a be very un-American. But y'all don't seem to understand that yet. It's cool when Colin Kaepernick expresses his First Amendment rights, but not when other people do. Oh, here comes a Nazi apologist claims. No, it's not that you fucks. Listen to what I'm telling you. What I'm telling you is now that these motherfuckers don't have the outlets, they're hidden again. We fuck. They've we subliminally we as you know ideally i i i think uh, m most of the time that i am something of a left uh, lefty right but y'all motherfuckers might beg to differ especially after all that i've just said here short uh recently right but uh we used to be able to find them and uh, subliminally now what we've done by giving uh deplatforming them is we've helped mask them to use a fucking you know the metaphor of the language of the uh, kkk here these fucking cowards running around uh hooded and shit right and now we can't fucking monitor. I can't monitor them. I used to love being unable to go to these fucking, I'm not going to lie. And occasionally I would shit post because why the fuck not? Right. But I used to like being able to go to find actual real fucking Nazi websites on Facebook, whatever the case might be, and fucking see what the fuck they were talking about. I want to, I want to be informed. I want to know their side of the argument again, not because I'm a fucking Nazi myself. Come on, dog. I'm fucking brown. I'm a proud Chicano man. I'm the survivor of a fucking uh, attempted Holocaust of the, the indigenous peoples of Turtle Island. It's not what the fuck I'm about. But I want to see where they're coming from. I want to see what their beliefs are. I don't want to definitely be fucking hidden from it. And if they're fucking, you know, planning some crazy shit, chances are those dumb fucks are going to fucking tell us in the first place. So yeah, I used to love being able to fucking follow along with this. And now I can't do that. 
And that's really disconcerting, man, because the Nazi example is very severe. I start with a severe example on purpose, okay? But from the Nazi argument, it slowly starts to make its way towards regular everyday people, bro. And although, I mean, honestly, it probably already is at, 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 at regular everyday people. It probably already is. I personally have fortunately yet to experience it on my own because, you know, I live in El Paso and we got some real issues to deal with here and we're not ready to fucking, we're not ready to have to, we're not, we don't have the luxury, bro. We don't have the luxury. That's fucking lefty, left coast fucking, that's their world. That's their world, right? Here in El Paso, many of us, we're not caught up in this fucking identity politics game bullshit because we're fucking, we're trying to survive, bro. Okay. And those of us who are doing all right at surviving, most of us are trying to fucking enjoy our lives. Okay. The university that we have here, I've been enmeshed with it for the last fucking uh, six years of my life. And I'm telling you straight up, bro, for the small fucking, you know, there's small circles of it, but for the most part, the majority of the people at the university, they don't give a fuck about this identity politics bullshit. Okay. That's for the rich white people, if you will, up in Berkeley, up in Portland, up in fucking Toronto, Canada with Jordan Peterson and shit, bro. Right. Uh, aside for the rest of us, it's just average everyday folks. Okay. So fortunately in that respect, I haven't had to deal with this, you know, thought control type shit anywhere realistically outside of the academic institution. And then again, at that, the fucking small circle of it was that, that I'm involved with in my PhD program. Right. However, that's now. And that's not to say that it cannot change in the future. And I see the trend. I see the trend slowly but slowly, sh slowly but surely starting to unfurl. Um, with the most recent example being that of Dave Chappelle. Uh, for those of you who are not aware, Dave Chappelle released, recently released a fucking absolutely genius comedy hour. I thought it was genius, right? Many, which one of the many uh, comedy specials that he has, right? But this last one I thought was fucking particularly special. Uh, not necessarily because of the content. In fact, some of the content inevitably, or rather occasionally, I should say, I, it, it was whatever. I, it wasn't the most hilarious shit. And I'm not saying whatever because I didn't agree with it, as we'll see here shortly for those of you who haven't watched it, so much as I just, you know, there was there's stronger bits that he has. Whatever the case might be, though, I thought it was genius because of his... It was a very rhetorical move in that uh, uh, last stand-up comedy special that he gave us. And the rhetorical move here was to make a fucking firm stance against this dot police shit bro and he did so in regards to an issue that had obviously plagued him for those of us who have seen his previous specials for those of us who haven't uh with his last particular special when he was talking about the 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 trans community right now again i should i'm gonna pause here and qualify this that i don't necessarily agree with his views when it comes to the trans community right However, as I started the fucking segment with talking about the Nazis, I don't think that he shouldn't have the right to explain them. And as a matter of fact, people like Dave Chappelle, myself as a brown person, and all the rest of us who are descended of the indigenous, and if you want to use the Chris Emden language, Chris Emden being the guy that wrote that book for, uh, for the white people who teach in the hood and the rest of y'all too, one of my favorite pedagogic texts, uh, he calls them neo-indigenous, black peoples who were uprooted in, uh, uh, from Africa and you know, forcefully settled here in the Turtle Island, right? It's, black, it's just a fancy academic way of saying black and brown people, okay? Um, it's very tricky when you start telling us that we can't say what, what we can and can't say, okay? It's tricky because we're the fucking direct descendants of people who survived your ancestors coming here and reducing us, yours as in white European peoples, right? Reducing us to 
chattel, chattel slavery, but not just chattel slavery, like the actual physical body, but conscious slavery, bro. You guys took our entire understanding of the world. You took our epistemologies. You took our ontologies as well. And since then, we, as you know, the indigenous and the quote unquote neo-indigenous, if you will, black and brown people, we have steadily been fighting in this battle to reclaim them, the vestiges at least, uh, or to maintain whatever survived for the past 500 years. And for you to try to sit here as this fucking liberal lefty that's, you know, wealthy, affluent white person out on the West Coast uh, to try to sit here and tell me what the fuck I can and can't say, what I can and can't hear, what I can and can't see, what I can and can't fucking do. Bro, you were sneak tip perpetuating that very fucking colonial mentality that gives you that uh, that gives you the false impression that you have the right and the responsibility to tell us as you know as people in general, but in this particular interest in instance, how it becomes so sensitive, black people when it comes to Dave Chappelle, brown people when it would come to me, right? What we can and can't do because again, that is perpetuating this fucking cycle of conscious slavery, bro. You're trying to enslave our understanding of reality. Guess what, bro? There's a lot of brown and black people who don't fucking agree with everything that these liberal white people have to say. It's not a shocker. You've seen them. You probably fucking know them, right? I guess in many respects, I could be one of them. However, that's a that, that, to, to think that we have to fall in line with this democratic agenda, with this leftist liberal agenda, all of us, just because we are fucking uh, the, 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 the descendants of the you know, alleged uh, conservative tradition of the Western world that has enslaved us and has marginalized and has committed genocide among us. Do you think that we're supposed to be on the lefty side just because of that? Like you're completely, you're reducing me again to nothing more than a brown body, bro. I fucking hate that word. It's everywhere in the leftist liberal tradition of academia. And it fucking drives me insane because it's a word that was undoubtedly created by fucking white people, bro. And when you say that as a brown person, I should be aligned with this fucking ideology, namely the lefty one, unquestionably no less. And then if I do question it, I'm a bad person, a fucking Tio Taco, whatever the case might be. And that uh, furthermore, that uh, I, I, I'm something of a, a, a alt-right or, you know, sneak uh, sneak tip con, uh, a Nazi. Like, fuck you, dude. You don't get to decide that, okay? Um, there's brown and black conservatives of all, of all different ethnicities, okay? And just because we are the descendants of this tradition that, you, again, ideally was responsible for our initial, you know, e uh, 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 exploitation doesn't necessarily imply that we're, I'm going to vibe with everything you have to say. And when you're fucking forcing me to try to do so, you are perpetuating the conscious aspect of the slavery, you know, the 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 slavery that was brought over here to the, the uh, Turtle Island via the uh, European colonizers, bro. And I'm not fucking with it. Sorry if I keep stuttering a little bit. It's just very frustrating. I'm trying to say this in the most polite and fucking uh, politically correct way because I got to be mindful of still all the spaces in which I occupy. But the basic gist then is, let's get back to this Dave Chappelle. Like, I don't fucking have to agree with him. But at the same time, I'm not going to fucking say that he can't have a special. I'm not going to fucking say that he can't do comedy. I'm not going to say that uh, anybody who listens to his comedy is a fucking is a, is a bad person because fuck that, dude. Uh, for one, who are these people, for instance, to tell us uh, uh, what we can and can't hear? Let's get back to this point in particular. Then I'll get uh, back onto this uh, Dave Chappelle part, not only from like the actual like how they physically look. But again, you know, drawing back to the beginning of the podcast, let's focus on them as actual people, bro. Like, I want to see who these people, for instance, uh, the ones that told us from uh, like Vice, it was a Vice article that they commented that Dave Chappelle's new special was garbage and that nobody should watch it. Okay, Vice article fucking uh, writer. 
I want to see your personal life, bro. I want to see who it is that you are as an actual person. Are you uh, well off? Well off, not financially, but like more in terms of self-actualized person. Or do you have your shit together, bro, in terms of exercising, eating healthy? Uh, you know, what was your childhood like? What is your current fucking life like? What was your relational situation like? Are you happy right now? Are you depressed right now? Are you angry? Have you confronted the absurdity of existence yet? Is it this confrontation with the absurdity of existence that is seeking to get you to fucking find meaning and purpose through some institution in this particular case, uh, an institution that gives you power, like the form of vice to influence and uh, assert control over uh, over culture, over the culture, right? And if so, like, is this is this what you're doing? Uh, is this is this helping you to cope with the you know the meaninglessness and the absurdity of existence? Because if that's why you're telling me that I can't fucking watch Dave Chappelle, and if me conscientiously telling you fuck you uh, uh, threatens that little you know bubble of uh, safety that you've put yourself in in order to be able to deal with uh you know with the, the pain of existence and you know by me and others like me uh, uh uh refusing to fall in line with your ideology if that threatens that little sucking safety net that you've built for yourself if that's the only reason you're doing it then fuck you dude again because you don't get to control me you don't get to decide what it is that i can and can't see especially if you aren't this fucking highly actualized individual like i want bro i want to see let's you know i hate to pull this card but let's see your fucking degrees and i'll show you mine like you want to fucking talk about intelligence. You want to say people who listen to this are trash and are dumb. Like let's, let's measure our intelligence then. Let's pull out the degrees again, arbitrary measurement. Let's pull out any fucking test that you think is fucking relevant uh, in order to measure intelligence as, you know, uh, legitimized by this European tradition of what are, uh, of, uh, of reality that we find ourselves existing in. And let's see what's up. Like you're going to tell me I'm dumb. Like, uh, I mean, I, I beg to differ. Right. And more importantly, if I am dumb, uh, allegedly, don't I have the right to fucking educate myself? And why does what I'm educating myself with have to only fall in line with what it is that you think is correct? Like, that's not fucking right, dog. In fact, that's no different than these fucking conservative right wing people who are fucking trying to, you know, keep me from seeing shit about like evolution and about, you know, uh, women's birthrights and the actual history of the United States, whatever the world. Like, man, fuck them and fuck you, too. It's the same practice at the end of it all is just this fucking subtle sneak tip form of control. And I'm not with it. Right. Uh, getting back to this Dave Chappelle example, uh, one thing that recently happened with his re with his special is the people who are you know in these positions of power again they fucking uh, uh, they limited the amount of people who were able to initially review his special. I'm, I'm speaking here, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes, right? The people on Rotten Tomatoes limited only to the fucking uh, editors of the site, right? And of course, those people shit on it because what he had to say was very you know, taboo, especially, you know, given the environment that the people on the left coasts find themselves in, whether it be the, you know, the New York area, New York City or the California areas. Right. Uh, it's what they consider to be very taboo. Right. And uh, after they opened it up, it was filled the comment section with people who thought it was fucking great, like myself. I thought it was great. Again, the comedy itself was amazing for the most part, right? Uh, but mo the most important part was the rhetorical move that he put a con he made a conscientious effort to put his foot down and say, "Listen, man, it's not about the trans community. It's not about the gay community. Ultimately, it's about the control element inherent with the fucking people in power, right?" Now, when it comes to this statement in general about being weary and cautious of these fucking institutions that you know are able to control what it is that we can and can't see what it is that they think that we shouldn't shouldn't do right um i think a lot of this extends not even just beyond popular culture man now we're at the point 
where we're talking about political shit as well. Listen, uh, going back, I guess, in reference to the pop culture example, this is a very unpopular statement for those of you who find yourself fucking victims of the identity politics bullshit. But I don't think that Donald Trump was an entirely bad president. Now, this is terrible in the sense that it's problematic what I just said, because, yeah, I don't agree with everything that Donald Trump's doing. In fact, I think much of what he's doing is fucked up, especially when it comes to issues here on the borderland. Separating families, that shit is fucked up. Trying to build a wall, that shit is fucked up, dog. Uh, putting forth this negative rhetoric that makes life difficult for people like myself just because of the color of our skin, directly responsible for the fucking mass shooting here in El Paso, that shit is fucked up. I hate it. I don't fucking agree with it, bro. However, that doesn't mean that I don't think he's a necessarily bad president. When I say necessarily, I mean it in the most strictest philo philosophical way possible, meaning there is no alternative but for him to be a bad person and or at least a bad president for sure. I don't know him personally, so I can't say in regards to the former. But in terms of the president, like I'm not willing to say outright that he's a fucking bad president. And despite the fact that I disagree with like 95% of his politics, yo, there is one thing that I've been keeping up with Trump with recently. And I got to say that that fucking 5%, bro, I really rock with that shit. And that 5% is his views towards globalism, bro. Now, I should pause here because generally speaking, the word globalism, I think recently, especially if you, if you keep up with this fucking circle that I do, namely the Joe Rogan shit, right? Uh, it gets a, a bum rap because of Alex Jones, right? However, Alex Jones, Dave Chappelle, fucking whatever, dude, Milo Ianopoulos, like I fucking, you know, you don't have to agree with everything they're saying, but there is understood that somewhere in there is a little kernel of truth, maybe not with the Milo Ianopoulos character so much as it is with Alex Jones and Dave Chappelle, right? But I'm telling you, yo, uh, all the cartoonish antics aside, some of the shit that Alex Jones says is fucking spot the fuck on. And the fact that we can't easily access him anymore via the form of Instagram clips or YouTube clips, for instance, on Facebook, that shit's disconcerting, bro. So um, in this respect, so going back to the globalism, like the idea simply is, you know, these unelected officials that run governments and corporations who are operating at the behest of authoritarian state institutions. So Facebook, CEO, the fucking... The, the, that the communications company that just took away the right to the net neutrality, right? These are all unelected officials and they are influencing sway over our fucking lives by, by, uh, by way of these political states like China, for instance, that are fucking absolutely 100% authoritarian, 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 rather, right? my words aren't working at the moment. Yes. But in doing so, they are subverting much of the allegedly democratic processes that we as individuals have come to expect here in the United States and perhaps even the world over. Right now, we can argue to what extent the United States isn't authoritarian, because, again, I probably agree with you in many of those respects, too. We can argue in much respect and in, in ways that the United States is not democratic. And I'm fucking with you in many of those cases as well. Right. But what we can't argue is that fucking we have at least seemingly more sway over how our lives are governed than China, right? We get to decide certain facets of our lives. We don't have the social currency yet in the form of these fucking, these government drones that are spying on people at every corner and giving them, you know, social credit scores and all that kind of shit. We don't have to deal with that yet. But in order to ensure that we never have to do, 
we have to fucking be willing to have a country that is fucking this. Oh, again, I hate saying this kind of shit because of the Alex Jones type. Uh, you know, it's very closely associated with Alex Jones, but it is what it is, man. Like we had to ensure that our we as an American people are able to defend ourselves from that coming here to our country, whether it be in the form of our politicians or fucking God forbid in the form of a war. Right. Like we like to believe falsely, man, that just because we're in the United States here in 2019 and it is the way it is now is that it's going to be like this forever. But the reality is it's only this way because sometimes fucking bad shit has to happen, bro. Now, I'm not using this as an excuse to fucking be a warmonger. If anything, I've outright spoken against the war so much as I'm using it any war in general. I think war, I think fucking conflict, like conflict in the form of physical form, right? Even interpersonal, but that's for a later podcast. I think that shit is all fucking, it's not good, man. It's not good. I've openly spoken against it, okay? But at the same time, I'm not naive and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that the reason we got here to 2019 and the way that we can get to 3019 uh, conceivably is through fucking, you know, peace and calm and all that kind of shit. No, it goes against human nature, right? So again, while I don't necessarily agree with all of his politics, I understand in many ways where a lot of it comes from. Whether it was Donald Trump or not, that's a different story, right? And in, in, the, in the terms of war and like, you know, immigration policy and all that kind of shit, because, you know, Obama been doing the same shit. Obama, just because he was a Democrat, wasn't no better, right? Bill Clinton did the same shit as George Bush after him. It's all the same. It's all the same hustle. Okay. So when I say globalism, that's the fucking hustle that I'm talking about. These elected politicians that we have, man, they're just puppets. We know this. Everybody fucking knows this. Okay. The people who still think that voting is going to make an actual difference, you haven't been paying fucking close enough attention. Right. Uh, and the problem is then that it's those people that are being manipulated by the, uh, 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 let's not use the word deep state here, but let's say uh, the, uh, the, the, the elected officials that are being influenced by the people with deep pockets. How about that? Right. These are the same people that own the fucking corporations. They own the broadcasting networks. And this is what Donald Trump is speaking out against. He's saying, yo, these corporations like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, you name it. They shouldn't have uncontrolled act. They shouldn't have unchecked power, bro. And they shouldn't be able to fucking influence the lives of everyday people like you and me by doing shit like manipulating search results. Because yeah, it's easy for them. It's easy for all of us to rally against them manipulating the search results when it comes to shit we don't agree with, like fucking Nazi websites. But bro, before you know it, and you probably won't even know it because you'll be shadow banned and you wouldn't even fucking know it because now the entire facet of reality has been narrowed and put conveniently within this box so that to even be able to consider any alternative is not even able to you no more because you're existing within this box. It may very well be that there are many ideas out there that exist outside of this box that you probably fucking agree with, but you'll never know them because they're fucking keeping them from you. It's easy, again, when they're keeping from us the Nazis and all that kind of shit because it puts us in this little safe bubble where we think falsely that we are safe because they're still there. Just because you don't see them, just because they don't come up on the Google search doesn't mean they fucking went away. They're still there, right? It's, a, it's an illusion of safety. And the same way it's going to come, you know, to all the other ideas that that could potentially help you in a way. I'm not saying that the Nazi ones would, but what if the leftist agenda isn't what's fucking helpful and beneficial to you, man? What if the leftist agenda is in fact keeping people like myself for the longest time beholden to many of the historic troubles that we faced as a community? And now those alternatives, those critiques to this leftist agenda are no longer available because the people who ideally could have benefited most from them actively went out of their way 
to suppress those very ideas from being made aware to them, either because they were too fucking, uh, is a trigger warning. They were too fucking, you know, uh, it's too traumatic, if you will, to, you know, confront those ideas and, and believe that they still exist. Or because you realistically, personally thought that, you know, removing these ideas and these search results would be in your best interest. No, man, that's fucking wrong. And the best case that I can give you about this is the news. Like, yo, this Donald Trump character, Again, say what you will about him, man, but a lot of what he said is fucking true, especially when it comes to the idea of fake news. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get this lefty liberal logic, bro, that tells you, you know, that the the right is the enemy. And here's why. The fucking media outlets that are controlled by these people with the fucking deep pockets, right? They control the fucking news outlet. So they're the ones that are telling, they pay for Fox and for fucking NBC, bro. So you think that you're getting an unbiased perspective just because of the news source that you're getting your information from. That's not true. In fact, it's just a manipulated form of the news that is particularly designed to appeal to people like you, right? Whether you're left, right, center even it doesn't fucking matter and when it comes to you know being able to find alternatives if the only alternatives that quote unquote allegedly that were given are those that are owned by the same fucking people there is no freedom there is no choice there is only the illusion of freedom there is only the illusion of choice i found this me personally to be most i really started to realize how much of a fucking issue this was when um i was doing the research more research trying to do research for the fucking mass shooting here in El Paso. And generally speaking, because of the history of mo- of mainstream media in America, especially to the treatment of brown people, I don't fuck with that shit, dog. I don't care if it's Fox. I don't care if it's NBC. I don't care if it's C-SPAN, bro. If it's on the mainstream media, I generally try to fucking avoid it by and large. And at least, at, you know, to explain, to qualify why from the terms of a, of a brown person, a Mexican, no less, bro. Uh, I, I I know the historic examples of the way that the mainstream media, the newspapers back in the day, were used to criminalize and fucking demonize Mexican people, bro. Well, I'm talking about Fox News. I'm talking about NBC. I'm talking about the LA Times. I'm talking about the New York Times. All these papers, bro, they have been utilized against brown people, against black people historically to demonize us, to fucking criminalize us, to influence and shift public perception about what we are and who we are as people just by virtue of the color of our skin. And those same fucking news corporations are the same ones now in 2019 that are fucking crying foul at Donald Trump calling them out for being fake news. They were fake news then. They are fake news now. They're only giving you, they're not even fucking trying to give you the news, bro. They're trying to fucking sell you advertisements, right? So they can collect revenue to stay alive. The idea that they would have any interest in giving you an impartial fucking narrative of the truth is comical, okay? So when it comes to this idea of of, of Trump with the fake news, like, yeah, dog, when me personally as a Mexican, why should I believe the news? Why should I fucking feel sorry for them? Why should I feel sympathetic towards their alleged struggle that they're experiencing right now? If historically, they themselves have made my life difficult, okay? People like myself, my ancestors' life difficult. Furthermore, and this is not even from a petty level anymore, we're talking like actual philosophy here, bro. Um, as a radical skeptic, one that questions everything that I have reason to doubt, right? If I have any reason to doubt something, I will immediately discard it. If it can be disproven, it can be de- deceived. And if it can be deceived, then it doesn't serve to help my uh, my understanding of reality, right? So that's the kind of approach to skepticism that I take. If you fucking lie to me once, dog, I'll never believe anything you say, right? It doesn't matter if you're a person. It doesn't matter if you're a news corporation. 
any legitimacy is fucking immediately lost the moment that I realize that you are not fucking forthcoming and forthright. Why? Because if you deceive me even once, then that means that you're subject to deceive me again in the future. And I'm trying to establish a cohere, coherent understanding of reality, bro. And I don't have room for fucking, you know, a possible fuckery. So in regards to this news sources, like, dude, obviously they lied in the past. Obviously they're lying now. Like what the fuck makes you think that they're not going to lie to you about anything in the future? Right? So because of that, that's why I'm particularly weary of when it comes to the news sources. So circling back to what really started to concern me in the, the, the foundations for this particular grito is when I was researching, trying to, again, news on the shooter here in El Paso and how disconcerting it was that the only articles that were, or, you know, the only sources that were coming up were from mainstream media news, bro. Now, I'm old enough, and maybe even you are too, even if you're fucking still young, to remember a time prior to the death of the net neutrality when the internet was the fucking Wild West, bro. You would type in anything and you would get sources from fucking all over the place. And the fact that the Facebook corporations and all this are actively fucking telling us, right? They're manufacturing consent. They got the fake news warning like this site may come from a fake news site. Okay, fine. I appreciate the warning. But even if it is from a fucking faulty news source, that is up to me as an individual who I like to consider a fucking intelligent one, no less capable of rational and critical thinking to decide whether or not this is a bad source, whether or not I should believe what they're saying. And they're fucking putting it forward in such a way where many of us are saying, thank you, Facebook and Instagram for keeping me from the truth. That's paternalism bullshit, bro. Like you don't need a corporation. You don't need a government. You don't need a religion to tell you what the fuck to do with your life and how to navigate through your understanding of this world. Right. So, you know, in, in, in the olden days, prior to this death, this net neutrality shit, I, you, you, you'd be bombarded by fucking all sorts of quote unquote journalists, all sorts of alleged media sites, whether NBC or other, that were trying to tell you the fucking what the, what the narrative was. Right. And it was frustrating in many instances because you'd realize that, damn, this isn't a fucking news source. This is just a fucking, you know, it's clickbait that's gotten me. It's, 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 it's managed to attract my attention to ge uh, generate ad revenue. Or maybe it is a news source, but it's very biased. It's very slanted. It's got a very poignant fucking uh, 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 position it's trying to establish, right? And maybe that's the, the position is in my benefit or against my interest, right? Either way, they're not really delivering the news so much as they're giving their opinion. Fine. But again, that is my responsibility as an intelligent individual to fucking self, uh, you know, to 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 uh, filter through, to decide on my own, okay. And the fact that you know somewhere, usually, generally buried underneath all those fucking websites was a very unbiased website, bro, was a, a news source that was trying to give you actual information, was a fucking, you know, publication that had zero interest in, uh, you know, generating their revenue from ad dollars or from uh, outside corporations. Those are fucking gone now, bro. They're hard to find. In fact, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, they've actively gone out of their way to take them from us. They fucking told us they were going to take them from us. And all these fucking bitch-ass lefty liberals celebrated it as something a champion. Like, yay, we did something of relevance and importance as if doing so is going to keep you from fucking dying. No, dude, you just made our life that much more difficult. Am I happy that, you know, fucking 
the Nazis are getting put on blast and they're being held accountable for their hate speech? Yes. Am I happy that now I can't see their fucking hate speech and see what they're potentially up to? No. And I'm not going to champion it as a fucking victory in any way, shape, or form. Because whether we like it or not, it's their right as Americans, bro, to fucking voice their opinion. It doesn't have to be a popular opinion. Hopefully, it's not one that gains much traction. And ideally, it's one that should be fucking fought against in all forms. Still, however, it doesn't take away their right to speak it. Furthermore, the moment that we fucking start to, uh, you know, uh, say collectively that it's okay to censor people is the moment that we collectively lose our fucking ability to understand in a more nuanced, in a more complicated manner what reality really is. And I just, it's very, it's very fucking troubling to me, man. It's troubling to me from, uh, it's it's troubling in a variety of ways, bro. It's like, uh, there's so many ways to try to address this problem that to do so in just one grito is impossible. In fact, one of the initial ways that I tried to do so today was via this, you know, philosophical, uh, uh, idea known as the social construction of reality. And I was going to lay out for you a very detailed example of how this social construction of reality takes place, where the argument comes from. And in fact, it's not even something that I was trying to do just for the sake of the Patreon, but honestly, like for the, the point of the lecture. And the reason is, is because I think this social construction of reality is very fucking important, bro. Um, essentially, what, what it's going to want to argue is that we collectively as individuals, that reality doesn't exist out there so much as it exists between you and I. And this is a you know, very piss poor, fuck, it's very summated, I should say, uh, a summary of this idea. But we, me and you construct reality essentially through our language, right? Uh, but on a more real shit, like from a more philosophical perspective, it slides, at least for me personally, into deeper issues like simulation theory, into deeper issues like fucking the problem of consciousness. And the reason here being is because Honestly, I'm very sensitive to this because it makes me feel as though sometimes we're we're on the it's like we're on the verge of discovering the fact that we're not really living in the sense of a real life that we've been collectively told is real life. I, I'm struggling with the idea because I'm it's still I'm still you know formulating it. But the basic gist is there was a show that my girlfriend was watching. It was on Fox a while back. Uh, it was a really it was a, it was a really cool show. I forget the name of it, but. Um, it was by the Duffer Brothers. I think they were involved in it, the dudes that, did, that made uh, Stranger Things. And um, the show essentially was about these people who were living inside this town in somewhere in you know uh, Idaho or some shit. And spoiler alert, uh, basically the point was, at least for the first season, that the, all these people had been saved from the past because they were brought to the future to help rebuild human civilization. And uh, the whole point of the series, at least in the first season that I saw, was those people coming to terms with the fact that they were living in this world that was keeping them too fucking safe, that was actively going out of its way to eliminate, if you will, any potential that existed of the world that as it truly appeared to be discovered. And ultimately what it turns out is the dude who created this world was like this fucking scientist guy who um, predicted the inevitable demise of humanity. And it, he was trying to tell people how to fucking, you know, how to avoid it, how we needed to do so now in order to avoid the catastrophe from coming until he finally got tired of doing so and decided that rather than do that, I'll just take a bunch of the best people that are alive right now on, the, uh, on earth and cryogenically freeze them into the future where after however many years in the future, I believe that this, you know, particular issue that is facing us will, uh, will, will subsist. And then we'll just rebuild society, right? 
So inevitably what happens is then all these people who have been kidnapped, they, they awake like 2000 years later or some shit. And they start, they started to rebuild this world, but there's still the problem. The problem still exists in the form of these genetic mutations outside of the walls of this, uh, uh, of this little society that they built and they don't want the people who are living inside the society to figure it out because then they'll realize I've been lied to. My whole life is a lie. Uh, I was kidnapped 2000 years ago and taken away from my family and friends and my loved ones. And more importantly, everything that I thought was real is actually fucking fake. Right? So, uh, that, that's kind of what I mean when I find myself real sensitive to this shit, because honestly, bro, and I'll talk about the simulation some other time, the simulation theory. But the basic gist here is that I, it's not that I'm not convinced. It's so much as I'm open to any possibility at this point. Now that I've, you know, been firmly entrenched in this decolonization process for the past fucking seven years of my life, I've gotten to the point where I've comfortably let go of the Christian ontology which tells us shit like the earth is supposedly something like fucking 6,000 years old and that we're created after this fucking a metaphysical godlike beings image and that Adam and Eve, you know, fucked each other and made a bunch of people. And now we're fucking, you know, all brothers and sisters somehow and his weird incestuous descendant from fucking those two original people. Like get the fuck out of here. I've completely divorced myself from that. That's not an, it's not as any, it, 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 you know, it exists in my brain now only as one of the many infinite fucking stories that people have told one another, like Spider-Man, like fucking no, uh, Noah's Ark. Yes. Like the Lord of the Rings. Like it's just a story to me at this point. Yes. Which is cool because now I no longer fucking help find myself to be beholden to all the shit that Christian people have to deal with, especially when it comes to like sin. Sinning is fun, yo. Like fucking getting drunk, getting laid premaritally, that shit is awesome. I don't have to worry about that. And I don't have to worry about getting fucking poked in my ass for all of eternity by a bunch of little fucking red guys in, uh, with pitchforks, right? Like that's not an issue anymore. But what is an issue now is the reality that along with that fucking epistemology that I discarded myself with, I'm fucking... Well, I would say I'm searching for. I found. I found. I have found one uh, in the Nahuatl, my intellectual and uh, ancestral tradition her, uh, hered, uh, heritage. Right. I have found one uh, to an extent in theirs. But the problem is, then, even now at this point in my life, as a radical skeptic, I don't really give a fuck about what stories have to say that they tell us that reality is right. Like, I don't find comfort. I don't find any more comfort in the idea that we descended from uh, from the from the sky, as the Nahuatl are going to want to tell us, into this dreamlike existence of Tlaxcalpac, and that inevitably will return to the underworld of Mictlan, right? Like, it doesn't give me any more comfort than our comfort. It doesn't. I, I'm not. I didn't replace one delusion with another. Is what I'm trying to say, right? Uh, I didn't divest myself of the European Christian tradition just to fucking find myself, you know, embracing another one. That's not, that wasn't the intention in the first place. Right. So in the absence of that, then it is up to me to figure out what the fuck is not up to me, but like all of us collectively, right through the knowledge and works of other people. I'm not trying to say I'm like this grand savior trying to figure out reality. Like, no, fuck out of here. But what I'm saying is for me personally, now I have to fucking try to figure out what's going on. Like what the fuck the point of life is, how the fuck I got here in the first place, other than, you know, mommy and pappy decided to have uh, a few fucking fleeting moments of pleasure in exchange for a lifetime of pain. Thanks mom. Right. And dad. Um, but, um, I'm trying to figure out like this whole shit and sometimes I feel like when it gets to this whole, uh, you know, people going out of their way to have these corporations limit and censor reality for us, like it's doing me a disservice because, yo, how am I supposed to find this knowledge? How am I supposed to figure out what's going on? How am I supposed to fucking understand where it is that ideally we came from before? If there's a whole facet of reality out there that not only do I not know and can't know because I don't know what I don't know. So I'd have to first learn what I don't know in order to know what I don't know. But now... 
there's fucking facets of it that are actively being kept from me. It's fucking, it's too much, man. I can't deal with it. It's, it's very sensitive for me in the sense that, yo, like the only understanding of reality that I have is that which these fucking globalist elitists I fucking told me is real. And everything that they fucking tell me is always terrible. Like there's never, there's never any good about it. There's never any good as to the meaning and purpose and value of people on this planet. There's never anything good about the future outcome and outlook of people on this planet. There's never anything good about existence of period. And that's fucking, that's shitty to me, man, because there may very well be, and they may very well be keeping it from me for whatever reason. Maybe it is in my best interest. Maybe it's best that we genuinely don't know as a whole, what the fuck is going on here? Maybe it's best that we as people are kept from the absolute truth, assuming that one were even to exist because many of us couldn't fucking handle it. But even then, bro, it's immoral to keep people from truth. I ideally, conceivably, would like to know if there's a fucking society existing with outside of these walls, for instance, right? Uh, I'm talking about here, the fucking, the show on Fox that I was telling you about, not the fucking flat earth theory, okay? But, um... Yeah, man, I would I would ideally conceivably like to know. Uh, it may not make me happy. I may not like the answer. It might drive me fucking crazy. But I still want to fucking know. And I will still like to have the ability to know, right? Let me make up my decision about what it is that I think is going on, what I think is right, what I think is wrong, okay? And then from there, shit, I don't, you know, let me take it from there. I'll, this is like ultimate individualism at its finest, bro. Um, furthermore, <sighs> I mean, so yeah, ultimately what it boils down to again is just, you know, the weariness, this fucking of these globalists that are interested in maintaining their control by any means necessary and the seeming willingness of many of us to allow them to do so. I'm telling you, bro, this idea that I had at the very beginning about uh, a race that extends far beyond just race, man. I'm going to tell you straight up that most of these lefty liberals, for instance, they want the globalists to control them, the globalists to try to avoid being as cartoonishly Alex Jones as possible, right? Because at least doing so gives their life meaning, purpose, and value, and it keeps them from acknowledging the, 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 the pain inherent with existence. To you people who find yourself in this position, it's not going to help. It's not going to take it away. So you might as well fucking deal with it, as painful as it may seem, right? Um, furthermore, uh, circling back to the idea that I unfortunately didn't get to finish. Unfortunate in the sense that I'm about at the R mark and I'm going to go ahead and uh, uh, draw this bitch to an end, right? But when it comes to Donald Trump, man, like again, 95% of the shit that he's talking about, I don't fucking like. I hate it in many instances. But that one thing that he's saying, bro, is these companies, man, they really are out there fucking just slowly, slowly but surely, you know, you know tightening the box that we find ourselves living in. And that shit is fucking haunting to me, bro. Uh, in fact, recently he gave a whole speech talking about this very thing, which I thought I was amazed that it didn't get more news coverage. Uh, he's already talked about the one about the weapons industry saying straight up, yo, like these motherfuckers want war. Here's why it comes from a business perspective and I don't want to do it, but they're going to go for it anyways. Right. And now he's telling us straight up, these corporations are fucking they're 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 tightening their control over our everyday lives and you know you're you know you could listen to what he's saying uh maybe in 50 years we'll look back on what he said the same way that we look back on eisenhower warning us about the military industrial complex right or maybe we'll be so fucking base level that we'll be more concerned with his personal life as if it would have as if it's realistically of any importance as if he alone as a president of the united states is unique and shit behavior as if he alone as a president of the united states is supposed to be exempt from that behavior which we as all human beings are fucking susceptible to right my hope is that 
will focus more on the former and less on the latter. But at the moment, it's not really looking too good on that because despite all the real life shit that's going on, we are distracted, if you will, by all the seemingly inconsequential shit. Okay, like fucking some dude's past hookup. Like, who the fuck cares, dog? I want to know how, why, and fucking what we got to do to stop Facebook from giving away my information to the Chinese. I want to know how the fuck these corporations are actively keeping me from spreading my message through Instagram and Facebook just because they don't agree with what I'm saying here on this podcast, whether what they don't agree with what other people are saying on podcasts. Like, no, bro, that shit is fucking haunting and terrifying. And that's something that ideally we as people are allowing to have done to us by us right and yeah so at the risk of sounding any more fucking conspiratorially inclined and cartoonishly alex jones i will go ahead and draw this bitch to an end uh before i do so i want to say thank you again to those of you all who have been listening i really do appreciate the love and support uh for those of you hopefully maybe now at this point i feel comfortable enough in asking that you share follow along uh, you share the podcast with other people, get them to follow along so that we can, you know, continue along this philosophical journey of trying to understand and unravel reality together. Um, until then, I hope you all have a great rest of your day. I look forward to bringing you another one of these in about a week or so. And yeah, peace.